It's Monday. It's morning. And it's macabre, me beautiful listeners. Welcome to Monday Morning Macabre, where we talk about all things delightful. Yeah. <laughs> we sure do, <laughs> Chief. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Monday Morning Macabre, the show where we talk about all weird, spooky, dark, spooky, creepy, spooky things. And we're your hosts, Scones and Darcy. I am Darcy. I am Scones, and I ate so much lasagna today. Ooh, how much how much lasagna did you consume, and what what kind of lasagna? Let's get into it. We're going straight into the macabre, folks. What was in your lasagna? <laughs> it's your classic, your classic lasagna. <laughs> Had the the ground beef uh, and the, the ricottas and the, 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 the pastas and the sauces and stuff. Yeah, you got you got that. Uh, you ever meet people whose hair looks like lasagna pasta? No, but I hope to someday if I work real <laughs> hey, hard. Maybe one day. <laughs> you keep at it, scones, and I guarantee you, I can get your make a wish to come true. Of meeting a person with lasagna hair. If someone if out listener, there listening yeah. is like, <laughs> listeners, think in your life, hey, is there someone with lasagna pasta hair? I can think, I know exactly who it is off the top of my head right now, and I yeah, we're we're talking to you. You could even, but you could maybe say ramen noodle hair if you wanted to, uh, if that were more your speed. But I'm telling you, it exists. It's a real thing. It's an epidemic, actually. <laughs> Um, it's the it's, it's the worst are, epidemic facing the planet today. This is why Japan has closed its borders now until the end of January is because of ramen noodle hair. I didn't mean to make it J- Japan and ramen. But here we are. Uh, but here we are. Will we cut it? Who knows? Will, who Who's to say? That's for the Lord to decide. <laughs> Welcome another week. Last Monday of 2020, guys. Oh, it's over. Thank God. Pump the memes Thank out now. fucking God. 2021? Day one where the coronavirus is gone and we all get super swole at the gym oh, and like everything sure. goes goes great in our lives. I can't wait for that. I hope you all have a, uh, I hope 2021 brings you all uh, prosperous. I know they say new year, new me, and that's a cliche, but you know what? Fuck it. You can have it this year. New year, new you. Hey, Darce. All right. New year, new me. Wait, shut up. Did you just come up with that? Listen, it's fun. It is fun. It rhymes. <laughs> and uh, if anyone here has seen the show Dark Tourism or Dark Tourist, why aren't we that? <laughs> yeah, that's the. I think that's the highest we can go. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that Netflix is like the peak like, of where Monday Morning with Cobb could get would be to have our own Netflix show where we just travel to places that are spooky. But that fucking guy already did it. He sure did. But hey, we could do it better. Remember that. Hey, yeah. Tell your call up your local state representatives and tell them, uh, hey. Darcy and Scones should have their own dark tourism show. They'll know exactly what you mean. They 100% should. And uh, also tell them <laughs> that uh, they're probably have to buy a lot of, uh, what do you call it? What's the train that goes across the country? Um, fucking Roll Tide? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> that train? Amtrak. Oh, oh, yeah. Because well, Darcy yeah, does not like flying. <laughs> Listen, baby, <laughs> if I can keep myself from being in the air because I'm a human with two legs and no wings, I'll do it. Amen, brother. Although I think I'm getting better. You and John Madden. I I'm getting yeah, true. Or uh doesn't matter. All all I'm saying is the greats all die in plane crashes. So I mean I'm prone to a plane crash. I think we can all say that I am a You're great, great enough. I'm among <laughs> I'm I've reached that level where a plane's the only thing that will kill me. What if Mark Wahlberg's on your plane? Oh shit. <laughs> then uh, Remember when he said that horrible thing? <laughs> You know, Mark Wahlberg, I, for some reason, I Googled literally yesterday, <laughs> how did Mark, I don't know why this is coming up, but I Googled, how did Mark Wahlberg get famous? And uh, 
Yeah, he uh, he was from Dorchester. It just took you. St- <laughs> I knew he was from Boston. I know it was Dorchester. Took though. you straight to just the music video for Good Vibrations. Basically, I didn't know Donnie was in fucking. Uh, I didn't know Donnie was so famous. Oh yeah, New Kids on the Block. You kidding me? Yeah, I didn't know he was in New Kids on the Block. Oh yeah, no. And now he's on. This Blue is Bloods. the subject of today's macabre. The Wahlbergs. <laughs> oh, how Mark Wahlberg met a transformer and became famous. I think he's had a transformer. Anyway. That's five minutes of fluff and action. So <laughs> today I will be bringing you guys my uh, little dark tale, that uh, subject of the week that I came up with all on my own. No need help from mama or daddy. <gasps> Jenny said this subject's so good she's going to put it on the fridge. Oh my gosh. I'm going to make the fridge, everybody. But this week, scones, I'm going to bring you two things. I looked up, I want to do like... Wacky and wild ways to die. And uh, yay, in a plane crash. And it come full circle, everybody. How wacky is that? <laughs> Mark Wahlberg hits you in the face with some silly string on a plane. The day the fall music out the died. door. And, yep. And Jim Croce's ghost will look over me in heaven. Today, Scones, we're going to be talking about wacky and wild ways to die. And I've got a few different uh little, little little tales to tell you and they're humorous and sad sure sounds macabre <laughs> it is and band hit us with that jingle jangle new year's anthem We should just play Hey Jude and just see what, see how long see what people it, how, say. See how long it takes <laughs> for a season to assist to show up. For a DMCA takedown. To, yeah. All right, gang. Strap in because the, this first one's I'm a doozy. In. This ginger ale I just poured is popping. I got my my slippers on. Uh, I'm drinking a... Uh, my father bought me a Glen Levitt 12-year whiskey for Christmas. Ooh, and uh, that's what I'm sipping on. Tough guy. Yeah, he's uh, he knows what his, his baby likes. Um... <laughs> Ah, I'm sorry. I love it. Okay. All right, gang. How much will be edited out? How much won't? How much won't? That's the fun roulette you get to play. Scones gets to have a fun time when he wakes up tomorrow morning and see what sees what's still in the podcast. Ooh, it might what be made three it? long. <laughs> It'll be the intro music, the music to this segment, and the outro music. All right. Among the epitaphs displayed on the side of St. Stephen's Church in the town of Braunau am Inn. It's Austrian, so I don't know Wait, how now? if anyone knows it. B-R-A-U-N-A-U. Oh, how now, Brownow? How now, Brown Cow and the Inn. On the Austrian-German border, there is a large stone relief of a man with an unusually long beard stretching down past his feet. At first glance, it might seem a bit outlandish, but it's a fitting monument to an important man who was killed by his own facial hair. Merlin? (laughs) Basically. Uh, This is Alice Obscura. And of course, uh, we're talking about. I fucking about, love Atlas Obscura. God yeah, damn, Atlas gets me <laughs> jam, jammed up. Jam me up, Atlas. The person we are talking about is Hans Steininger, <gasps> a 16th century burgomaster, which apparently means town mayor. Wait, yeah, a burgomeister. Yeah, <laughs> burgomeister. That's what he is. He's Bur- the burgomeister. That, that burger. Holy shit! <laughs> Whoa! Look at us learning and making connections to real Guys. world shit. Jack, or is that Jack Frost, or is that? Well, that's Santa. That's Santa Claus comes to town. Oh, yeah, you're right. Chris Kringle. 
Yeah, where he's like literally Hitler. It's really weird. Hey, Burgermeister Meister Burger, man. But yeah, Burgermeister Meister Burger, a.k.a. town mayor of Brownell M. Inn, who's since become somewhat of a folk figure. Much about his life and role as the leader have not survived the century since his death, but his incredible beard, which is said to have been over four and a half feet long, looms large in the town's cultural memory. Now that's a beard, baby. Steininger was a popular mayor serving multiple terms, but in 1567, he met an ignominious... Wow. They had to use that word. Ignominious. Hey, let's study for those SATs, baby. Deserving or causing public disgrace or shame. Okay, interesting. He met his end on September 28th. There was a, a large fire in the town that caused a general panic. Steininger usually kept his prodigious beard hair rolled up and stuffed in a pocket. So he had a pocket that he would roll his beard up, his four and a half foot beard, and stuff it in a pocket. That's so because, boss. <laughs> he's so boss, dude. But during the commotion of the fire, he was running around with it hanging free. In the midst of the chaos, he managed to step on his own beard, sending him tumbling down a flight of stairs and breaking his neck. He died by his own beard. That's a bummer. Crazy way to go. Darce, you should grow your beard out that long and <laughs> see if and you can survive. Long. I would just wrap it around your head. Now, what's cool about this is there is a display in the town of the beard. They took the beard and put it in a museum. Ew, wait, the actual beard? Yeah, the actual beard. Here, let me hit you with a little... little. Click that link and scroll down to see what looks like a gross 400-year-old beard or whatever. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, dude. <laughs> no problem. But it's it's uh, it's oh, literally... It looks like a... Oh. Yeah, it's, it looks like what you pull out of your drain. It kind of looks like... I thought it was like a snake skeleton at first. <laughs> it does look like a snake skeleton. Snake skeleton. After his death, Steininger was honored with the aforementioned epitaph, but that's not all. Lest the years of work it must have taken for him to grow his beard be lost, the long length of facial hair was cut off and preserved separately, becoming an important town heirloom. Over 450 years after Steininger's death, his beard survives, currently on display at the District Museum Herzogsberg in Braunau. How now? How now, Braunau? The artifact has since been authenticated and chemically preserved so that future generations can continue to appreciate this sensational local story. So today, while this is a weird kind of connection, Braunau Am Inn is most often remembered as the birthplace of Adolf Hitler. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Super weird. Uh, Way to make it macabre. (laughs) But for understandable reasons, the local tourism board seems more keen to celebrate the mayor who was (laughs) killed by his own beard. (laughs) They're not like, yeah, yeah uh, he was uh, an art student. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there have been even tours of the city given by a Steininger reenactor decked out in a flowing fake beard, uh, which is it's pretty badass. So that's just that's just uh, that's just one little little fun one that I thought was just crazy. That's and, pretty uh, crazy. Interesting. And it has, crazy, a, bur- has a Burgermeister in it. It does have the Meister Burger Burger Meister Burger King. Have it your way, baby. Yeah, have the it. The second story. Shout out to Jimmy and his grandma. Yeah, true. Every weekend, baby. That makes sense to him. No one else. <laughs> the next story we're going to talk about is the bizarre dance epidemic of 1518. <laughs> this is what that preacher in Footloose was trying to avoid. <laughs> so the bizarre dance epidemic <laughs> took place in Strasbourg. So this is a city in France. That in 1518 had a weird summer where an epidemic took over and everybody started dancing for weeks on end. It started with just a few people dancing outdoors in the summer heat. Arms flailing, bodies swaying, and clothes soaked with sweat. 
They danced through the night and into the next day, seldom stopping to eat or drink and seemingly oblivious to mounting fatigue and the pain of bruised feet. Dude, like Beethoven or whoever must have just dropped a bop that summer. (laughs) Absolute banger. Summer banger was playing. And it was just like some dude with a loot who's like, I'm really fucking good at this. (laughs) Uh, Holy shit. So, seldom stopping to eat or drink and seemingly oblivious to mounting fatigue and the pain of bruised feet, they were still going days later. By the time the authorities intervened, hundreds more were dancing in the same frenetic fashion. But this was not one of those 80s raves that began in a remote lay-bee and ended in a muddy field. Lay-by? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've never been to an 80s race. It's the Guardian. You know, it's the Guardian. They do. They say whatever they want. (laughs) Uh, Rather, it's one of the oddest epidemics to be recorded in world history. And it happened 500 years ago this summer in the city of Strasbourg. This is a two-year-old article. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. (laughs) Sorry. It was there over the course of three roasting hot months in 1518 that several hundred people developed a compulsion to dance. The dancing went on and on until, to the horror of crowds who gathered to watch, some of them collapsed and perished on the spot. So literally people were dancing in this town for no known reason until they fucking died. Are you going to tell me at the end that like this is when like the first time ecstasy was discovered or something? (laughs) I mean, actually, that's like the first time they found Molly. (laughs) Yeah, I don't it's it's uh, they go into a little bit of accounts regarding like, well, we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Hey, listen, uh, come the fuck down. We'll get to it. I thought you said come to fuck town. I was like, <laughs> oh, what's the address? We're dancing until we die. Fuck <laughs> down, USA. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Uh, according to an account written in the 1530s by the Erasis... Oh, my God. These people with their vocabulary. Yes, the Guardian. We are impressed. The irascible- <laughs> Good, you have impressed me, Guardian. You live another day. <laughs> I am the Burgermeister of Fucktown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anywho, irascible but brilliant physician Paracelsus. Per- Paracel- <laughs> Dracula, <laughs> Dracula of Fucktown <laughs> says the dancing plague of Strasbourg began in mid July 1518 when a lone woman stopped outside her house and jigged for several days on end. Within a week, dozens more had been seized by the same irresistible urge. The rich burgers who ran the city were not amused. <laughs> burgers are back, baby. This is a burger-filled episode. Oh, uh, this is sponsored by Burger King. By Burger King. Have a mayor. Eat him. <laughs> Eat the mayors. Eat the rich. <laughs> uh, one of them, writer Sebastian Bront, had devoted a chapter of his moralizing bestseller, Ship of Fools, to the folly of dance. Mystified by the chaos in the streets and the... Following chaos in the sheets, he and his fellow city councilors consulted local doctors who, in keeping with standard medical wisdom, declared the dancing to be the result of, quote, overheated blood in the brain. That sounds fake. <laughs> I'm no doctor, but that doesn't sound Their right. head's got too hot. Let's just give him some heroin and call it a day. <laughs> we're, we're 16th century doctors. Hey, it's me, 16th century Dr. Dars. Take a seat on my everything is made of stone and wood. <laughs> Uh, Do you want cocaine uh, for those ghosts? Cocaine for the brain ghosts. The counselors implemented what they felt was an appropriate treatment. More dancing. <laughs> they or, Which is just insane. It's like, hey, Doc, I'm, my knee hurts. And he's like, why don't I shoot you in the kneecap? It sounds like you gotta get down. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, 
have you tried this move, motherfucker? Just, and then yeah, just Earth, Wind, and Fire starts it. playing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> they ordered a clearing of an open-air grain market, commandeered guild halls, and erected a stage next to the horse fair. To these locations, they escorted the crazed dancers in the belief that by maintaining frantic motion, they would shake off the sickness. Which is just a crazy thought. To shake it off. Yeah. Oh. Oh my God. Is Taylor Swift immortal? <laughs> <laughs> Was she there? She's trying to start a second epidemic. <laughs> the burgers even hired pipers and drummers and paid strong men to keep the afflicted upright by clutching their bodies as they whirled and swayed. <laughs> Those in the grain market and horse fair kept dancing under the full glare of the summer sun in a scene as demonically outlandish as anything imagined by Hieronymus Bosch. I don't. That's probably some fucking reference. Hey, get off your high Guardian, horse. We Guardian, we get it. You went to fucking college, We get college, it. You know dude. stuff. You went to school. Sorry that I grew up in the streets, bro. <laughs> <sighs> a poem in the city archives explained what happened next. Quote, In their madness, people kept up their dancing until they fell unconscious and many died. <gasps> the council sensed that it had made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. I love that, like... People dance till they die, and they're like, what should we do? And they're like, fucking gripping a ribbon, baby. <laughs> Make them dance harder. <laughs> Deciding that dancers were suffering from holy wrath rather than sizzling brains, they opted for a period of enforced penance and banned music and dancing in public. Uh, so they just see, hit both extremes. They're like, we're going to start by letting them do it all, and then we're going to take it all away. <laughs> well, hey. If uh, dancing harder didn't stop you from dying from dancing, then the only excuse is that the god hates you. <laughs> it's that fucking god hates you. Finally, the dancers were taken to a shrine dedicated to St. Vitus. Is that the patron saint of Boogie Town or something? <laughs> uh, I assume it's like the saint of life based on Vitus and Vital. I imagine the root word there is probably... Some Latin Oh, what do you work at the Guardian over there? Oh, uh, I'm just from the streets. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, he's on to me. Um, I went to community college for a semester. Fuck. Located in a musty grotto in the hills above the nearby town of Severn, where their bloodied feet were placed in red shoes, and they were led around a wooden figurine of the saint. I want to live in these times. <laughs> this is the coolest way to get better. In the following weeks, most ceased their wild movements, and the epidemic had come to an end. This weird chapter of human history raises plenty of hard-to-answer questions. Why did the burgers prescribe more dancing as a treatment for cooked brains? Why were the dancers made to wear red shoes? And how many people died? A writer living close to the city reckoned 15 a day at least for a while, but this has not been corroborated. We can be more confident, I think, in saying what did and did not cause this strange phenomenon. For some time, ergotism looked like a good contender. This results from consuming food contaminated with a species of mold that growed, grows on damp rye and produces a chemical related to LSD. I thought you were going to say that it's a mold and it grows on the underside of dance floors. <laughs> if you crack open an old disco ball, <laughs> it's full of fucking mold. No, but it's uh, chemical related to LSD. So your LSD point was uh, kind of valid. Lucy in the sky, baby. It can induce terrifying hallucinations and violent twitching. But it is very unlikely that sufferers could have danced for days, just as improbable is the claim that the dancers were religious subversives. Uh, so some people also thought that they were like a cult who were trying to like summon a demon and they fucking really tried hard. <laughs> I, you got to give them credit. Sure did. I mean, dang. Yeah. So the most credible explanation <laughs> in the view of the author is that the people of Strasbourg were the victims of mass psychogenic illness what used to be called mass hysteria. 
There have been several other outbreaks of dancing in the preceding centuries <laughs> involving hundreds or just a few people, nearly all in towns and cities close to the River Rhine, along with merchants, pilgrims, and soldiers who plied these waters. So apparently this river must have had something going on that was caught because there's multiple documented cases of just towns breaking out and dance until people die, which is just so crazy. That's some like the happening shit. It's just the power of music and the arts. <laughs> It's maybe the most badass uh, way for for an artist to... uh, Oh, for sure. Just cutting up a rug till I'm fucking dead. Cut a rug till you're in your grave. Till you're rolled up in a a rug and... In a rug. And thrown into the river. (laughs) The river Rhine, baby. A painting in Cologne Cathedral more than 200 miles downstream from Strasbourg dramatizes the curse. Under an image of St. Vitus, three men joylessly dance, their faces wearing the divorced from reality expressions of the delirious which is kind of horrific to think about. Such beliefs in supernatural agency have had dramatic effects on our behavior, or can have dramatic effects on our behavior. A classic case is, quote, spirit possession, in which people act as if their souls have been taken over by the spirit of a deity. The U.S. anthropologist Erica Borgnon has written about how being raised in a, quote, environment of belief in which spirit possession is taken seriously primes people to enter a disassociative mental state where normal consciousness is disabled. Hey, people then act- there was a couple times in college when I was on the dance floor and I definitely was not in control. And if nobody stopped me, I would have been there for weeks. The spirit was in control, for sure. True. People then act according to culturally prescribed ideas of how the possessed should behave. And this is what happened in European convents before the early 1700s when nuns would writhe, convulse, foam at the mouth, make obscene gestures and propositions, climb trees and meow like cats. Their behavior seemed strange, but the nuns lived in the communities that encouraged them to obsess about sin and were steeped in a mystical supernaturalism. Those who became convinced that demons had entered their souls were prone to fall into disassociative states in what they did exactly, and they did exactly what theologians and exorcists said the diabolically possessed do. In such cases, the possession trance also spreads to witnesses who share the same theological fears. This is where trance music comes from. This is how Marshmallow got famous. Uh, so <laughs> apparently they're, they're basically saying like by living in a time where people were like convinced that this kind of shit could happen. They just were like, I think this is just happening and went along with it. I don't it's I don't think I would do it until I died. If I was even if I was just like, I might be possessed. I'm not gonna be like, let's just keep going until I literally am going to die. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you have Seems, to be a seriously messed up for your body not to like shut down right, before to in some way, you're right. gonna die or is everybody just mentally ill in the 1500s i don't know that Basically. actually is the best theory i've heard all day <laughs> is that all those people were probably mentally ill these observations could certainly apply to what happened in Strasbourg in 1518 the curse of saint vitus is just that kind of supernatural belief that can drive the suggestible into disassociative states the chronicles agree that most people were quick to assume that an enraged saint vitus has caused the caused the affliction so all it took was a few of the devout and emotionally frail to believe St. Vitus had them in his sights for them to enter a trance state in which they felt impelled to dance for days. If the dancing mania really was a case of mass psycho- psychogenetic illness, we can also see why it engulfed so many people. Few acts could have been more cond- conducive to triggering an all-out psychic epidemic than the counselor's decision to corral the dancers into the most public parts of the city. Their visibility ensured that other city folks were rendered susceptible as their minds dwelt on their own sins and the possibility that they might be next. So it was kind of like peer pressure at that point where they were like, 
oh, they're all dancing. Maybe we sh- may I mean, I'm next. And then they would just fucking die. Dude, I, like, I just looked up St. Vitus. He's considered the patron saint of actors, comedians, dancers, and epileptics. Oh, he, he's okay. also said to protect against lightning strikes, animal attacks, and oversleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, this dude's got it all. He sounds like a fun guy. Catholicism's wild. <laughs> Full circle. Fortunately, the 1518 dance epidemic was the last of its kind in Europe. In all likelihood, the possibility of further outbreaks decline along with the belief systems that had sustained them. In this way, the dancing mania underscores the powerful cultural context to shape the way in which psychological suffering is expressed. Yeah, until Daft Punk toys again. <laughs> now we're going to be right back in it, baby. Dude, if they release Steam Machine 2, I'm dead. I'm in the ground. <laughs> I'm fu- it's fucking over. Put a f- stick of fork me? in me. <laughs> My goose is cooked, baby. <laughs> so that's the uh, that's the dancing craze of 1518. Just an insane thing that actually happened. That people just danced until they died. And we don't know why. Dance till you're dead. The best we can come up with is like, uh, people were doing it, so other people did it. Like, that's literally all we got. Which, to be fair, has been the cause of a lot of horrible things in history. <laughs> true. True, true, true. Like the great pantsing of me in sixth grade. Instantly dead. His social life, that is. Uh, so that's... I, I. Those are a couple crazy, weird ways to die. Uh, the first one is more just like outrageous. The second one is... I find very interesting and weird and light dark. Dance, dark light. Dance, dance till you're dead. Dance, dance, dance. Remember that song that was in Project X? I do. Yep. Remember Project X when they threw the house party oh, and so everyone sick, came dude. over? I like so sick, so dude. much like my real life, dude. Like my hey, guys. Dude, last <laughs> night was a movie. <laughs> I threw up on my jorts. It was like every this movie. Is it was like Braveheart, bro. Movie. But that'll be our first Monday Morning Macabre uh, live show. We're going to have Project X at my house. Dance till you're dead. That would be such a sick way to do a live show is just throw a massive fucking party. Yeah, and everyone has to dress like from 1510. <laughs> yeah, everyone has to dress in like <laughs> old timey like bloomer clothes and stuff. Everyone has to do a shot and then do penance. Ooh. It's like going to be super I'm Catholic because it. it's 15th, 16th century <laughs> France. <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, so everyone's invited to me and Scones' dance party. (laughs) Uh, You'll get your invites in the mail. We know where all of you live. We track your IP addresses when you listen to this. And we sell your information to local ad agencies for a profit. It makes us a ton of money. And only buy a one-way trip because, you know, you're going to dance till you die. Because we're all going to dance until we are dead. And that'll be the the season three opening episode. Someone's going to not know we're joking and think we're starting a cult with a suicide (laughs) pact. (laughs) Hey, government, guess what? We're serious. <laughs> Let's fucking go. We got white Nikes laced up. Kool-Aid in the fridge. Um, gang, thank you for listening to another episode of Monday Morning Macabre. I hope your 2021 goes off without a hitch. I hope it pops off like 16th century France. <laughs> yeah, I hope your. I hope 2021 is just like 1518 Strasbourg. We're, we're all just going to dance and have a good yeah, time. Yeah, be the burgermeister of your own life this year. <laughs> be the burgermeister you want to see in the world. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, follow us on our socials, Monday Morning Macabre on fucking Twitter, on Instagram, Bot <laughs> on Twitter, on Twitch. Follow us on Twitch at Shroud. So you said Omegle? Uh, <laughs> follow us, yeah. 
Hit Wait, up our hold Omegle on. I have a question about Omegle while, while we have the listeners I th- ears. It's, first of all, I believe it's pronounced Omegle. Ooh. So I'm going to stop you right there. So, because they're probably like, what the hell is an Omegle? How is it? How do you not just get horrible graphic perverts like you did on Chat Roulette? You do. Oh. It's just they, I mean, they do their best to get rid of them, but like they can't stop me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you just, you just do. Uh, uh, that's a good question. Hey, listeners, send us a, send us your favorite Omegle stories. <laughs> oh, I bet there are some o- scary Omegle stories. Yeah. You guys, Ooh, we should look it's gonna up. It's going to be like, like a don't Omegle. fuck with cats kind of thing. It'll be, dude, this is the creepy one. It's, it's you on Omegle and you mattress or like you enter a room with somebody and it's a video of your window through your window looking at you. Oh, write that down. Bleep all this out. And then, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. And then you in the room turn around and your dick's out. <laughs> <laughs> bam, bam. We got it. Omega, we're coming for your cash. Everybody else, have a good Monday. <laughs> good Monday. Boy. Boy. <laughs>